The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's the fall of 2017, and as an engineer at GE Aviation passes through a security perimeter at the company's sprawling Cincinnati area campus, nothing seems out of the ordinary. He works with some of the company's most closely guarded trade secrets, and now GE executives say they want to see him. But what the GE engineer doesn't know is that his bosses have grown suspicious. The room is wired, and waiting down the hall is a team of agents from the FBI. Soon, those FBI agents will tell the engineer he has to make a decision right now. His career and even his freedom are at stake. This is a spy story. This is as big of a case as we've had in 20 years. There is a Chinese spy who's trying to obtain secret technology. A story that shows how millions of American jobs, now and in the future, are on the line. I think every major American corporation in any of these fields needs to assume that they are a target to be either replaced or gutted. What's at stake here for the U.S. economy? American quality of life, American innovation, ultimately American national security. This is not just Wall Street, it's Main Street. A brazen threat from the Chinese Communist Party with one goal in mind, global economic domination. I'm Eamon Javers, and this is China's Corporate Spy War, a special CNBC podcast. Act One, The Invitation. The story begins in March 2017 with a simple message on LinkedIn, the business networking platform used by millions of people every day. David Zhang, a GE aviation engineer based in Ohio, opens a seemingly innocent message from a university official in Nanjing, China. That message triggers a series of events that federal prosecutors have spent years investigating. I'm Tim Mangan. I'm an assistant U.S. attorney here in Cincinnati. My name is Emily Gladfelder. I'm the deputy criminal chief here. Thanks for having us here. So who was this uh, GE Aviation employee and, and what was he doing? So he was an employee within their uh, composite fan module program. Uh, and then at some point he gets a call from somebody in China. And, and what was that call? It was more social media outreach. It was a contact through LinkedIn. So the GE engineer gets an outreach over LinkedIn. How come he doesn't just delete it and think, oh, this is just spam? What triggers him responding to it? Well, it was an invitation to come speak at a university about his subject matter. So that's prestigious. I think he was flattered. And as it turned out, they were willing to fund the trip, and it's paying for a flight back to China. He was able to combine it with seeing his family. So for him, things just seemed to work out. The university that invited the engineer focuses on aerospace science and supports China's defense research. This is a free trip. This is a nice, prestigious university speech. This is a great hotel room. And it's somewhat unwittingly 
going along with it without knowing truly who he's meeting with. He thinks he's meeting with academics. The engineer is about to walk into a trap, and it's going to change the course of his life. It's a trap that's been laid time and time again by intelligence agencies all over the world. Bill Evanina has seen it before. He's the former director of the U.S. National Counterintelligence and Security Center. He's held top spycatcher roles inside both the FBI and the CIA. He retired from government service in 2021. It's like the secret world, but once you get an, a glimpse of it, you walk through that door, you're like, holy cow. You get to use unbelievable tools and capabilities and authorities that the majority of the FBI and law enforcement do not, are not aware of. I think a lot of people think of spying as you know, sort of past tense, right? This is a Cold War thing. You know, those days are long gone. Uh, but you dealt with spies in real time. When I was head of the counterintelligence program in Washington field office, there was well over 100 plus real spies in Washington, D.C. Uh, from multiple countries. So we had agents and analysts. 100 spies in Washington, D.C.? Yes. And you had to follow them all? No, you, you, you triage that, but the program itself identifies the most problematic ones from each country. And that's just the ones you knew about. And this, the ones you knew about. Evanina says what China's spies really want are the secrets of American business. I would say probably 2014 to 16, we really had a good mosaic of their intentions and then how they went and got it. Did that shock American spy hunters? It did, especially in the FBI and the CIA, they said, wow, um, we weren't prepared for this. And when private sector, corporate America became the new battle space for, for spies, it was really an interesting space for us because, as you know, uh, we're very bifurcated in the U.S. between the government and the private sector and corporate world for good reasons. So we started to realize what are China's main needs and then how are they facilitating going to get it, not only here in the U.S., but in Canada and the West and Europe. Evanina says China's spies are looking for company insiders to help them obtain tech secrets, wittingly or unwittingly. The GE engineer who posted his work history on LinkedIn is a prime target. In 2017, Zheng is working on GE's newest jet engine, the GE9X, being built for Boeing's 777X. Prosecutor Tim Mangan says that the GE engineer accepts the trip to China telling his bosses he's going to visit family. But he neglects to mention one crucial bit, which is against company policy. He went on the trip and didn't tell the bosses that he was going to give this presentation. And why? I think he knew they were going to say no. He knew they'd say no. That his experience had been typically they do not go and speak at certain conferences or certain types of things without going through an approval process within the company. And for whatever reason, he didn't want to try to go through that process. David Zheng declined our request for an interview. But prosecutor Emily Gladfelter says that when he visits the university in Nanjing in June of 2017, he's being assessed by Chinese intelligence. So to the Chinese engineer, this is all professional development. This is meeting with academics. This is all above board, as far as he knows. Right, a GE engineer had no idea who he was really meeting with. During his trip, Zhang is introduced to a man who says he's part of a local science and technology association. The alias he uses is Chu Wei, but it's Zhu Yanjun who works for the Ministry of State Security. Xu Yanjun is a spy. He's just posing as an academic official. In the spring of 2017, Xu is 36 years old and a mid-level officer in a provincial bureau at the Ministry of State Security, which is one of China's two main spy agencies. 
Bill Evanina explains the difference. There's the, the, the PLA, People's Liberation Army, and there's the Ministry of State Security. PLA is their military arm. The Ministry of State Security is probably a combination of the FBI and say, CIA together. Those two organizations work both competitively and, and in tandem to facilitate the requirements that are set forth by the Communist Party regime. Evanina, who's now a consultant to private industry on global security risks, has testified in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee on this threat from China. Um, good afternoon. I call this hearing to order. Senator Mark Warner, a Democrat. This story needs to get out to the American public. And Senator Marco Rubio, a Republican. The long arm of China is not some futuristic threat. It's already here. Are the leaders of that committee. I wonder if we could start with what U.S. intelligence knows about the Chinese operation against American companies. What do we know about the structure of who's directing it, who the operatives are, and what they're targeting over here? This is a $500 billion a year intellectual property theft uh, that takes place year in and year out. That it is a kind of a whole of nation because the line between Chinese companies and Chinese the, the spy services sometimes gets blurred. This is a huge problem and it's taken a long time, I think, for American industry to wake up to this. We make a mistake to ascribe to the Chinese system American attributes. There is no such thing at the end of the day uh, uh, as a private Chinese company, at least the way we envision it. Even if they, the leaders of that company want to remain private and are only interested in making money, they exist because they've been made a national champion, because they've been subsidized, because they've been allowed. The second thing to understand is that the Chinese are able to make strategic plans. They deputize the entire apparatus of society, so it's not just government, it's all of society, to go out into American corporate life and uh, other Western companies and acquire intellectual property. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. One of those efforts plays out in Nanjing, China, where the undercover spy Xu Yanjun is talking to the GE engineer over lunch with promises to stay in touch after the engineer returns home. But only a month later, in July 2017, the FBI tells GE about the hidden details of the employee's trip to China. I asked former intelligence official Bill Evanina. How did the FBI know to warn GE Aviation that Shu was targeting their engineer? That's a great question. You probably know the answer to that. It's a great question. And I think this goes to you know, that juxtaposition between how we collect intelligence of the thoughts, intentions, plans of our adversaries, and that we take real-time actual intelligence provided to the victim companies so that they could stop the bleed, right? Sometimes we get lucky. GE and law enforcement officials discover the engineer had taken company material to China to help him prepare for the presentation, material so sensitive that you need a license to take it out of the country. In November 2017, executives summoned the engineer to a conference at GE headquarters. Federal prosecutors Mangan and Gladfelter describe what happens at that meeting. They said they wanted to talk to him about something with their, his computer. 
and he initially met with the GE security individuals and they interviewed him for a short time and then stepped out of the room and the FBI came in. Wow, what does the FBI say when they walk in the room? That must be terrifying for the engineer. I think that was one of those moments where he had to process an awful lot over the next few hours as he talked to them. Was he upset? Was he remorseful immediately? I think his initial reaction would have been one of shock and trying to process um, what was happening. So at some point he has to make a decision, right? He's either going to fight this and get a lawyer and, and drag it out as best he can, or he can cooperate with the FBI and try to help the U.S. government here. Right. Coming up in part two of China's corporate spy war, the GE engineer faces a stark choice, and time is running out. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 